0: Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle.
1: Father, help us today. Help us to truly discern what influences us, God. Um, Is it culture? And all of us can honestly say in this room, we're all touched and influenced by culture in some way. But God, ultimately, you are calling a people to be people who are, under you, influenced by you, God, and, and driven by you and, and influenced by where you just tell us to go and what you tell us to do. So God, would you just speak to us in the next few moments of time? Let us hear from your word and be changed by it and help us to learn how to be more under your influence. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. So what I want to do is to kind of drive this point home is are you under the influence of culture or are you under the influence of God? is I want you to open your Bibles today. We're gonna to turn to the Old Testament, to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter three. We're gonna look there in just a moment. But before we do, here's what scripture says in 2 Timothy chapter one, verse seven. It says, for God has not given us spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Again, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And what's interesting is there is a phenomenon that's taking place in our world today. It's called fear. Fear is the controlling factor of so much of what we read, what we hear, and what we watch. Because fear is so powerful. If fear can get you to stop forward momentum, that is success in many people's eyes who want to control. Other people they control by fear. Here is what one other translation says. I love this. It says, "For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but He has given us a spirit of power and love and sound. Get this, sound judgment and discernment and personal discipline." abilities that if you do this, if you have ju- sound judgment and good discipline, if you do this, guess what? It says this. It says it will result in a calm, well-balanced, self-controlled life. So, so this, this particular translation says that timidity, that cowardice, that fear that you feel overwhelm you, that's not of God. What is of God is a, is a spirit that says, I know where I stand, and you're not gonna move me because I am rooted in the right truth. Right? So, the question is what is the truth that we're gonna root ourselves in? That's where I wanna go with you today. So, so here, let me give you a backstory before I read the story of, of what we're gonna read about. Let me give you the backstory. We're gonna learn today, and you guys have heard this since you were little, but I love this story. It's one of the Big Ten Bible stories. The Big Ten. You know, there's certain big ten Bible stories you have. You have Moses, you know, you have you have Noah, and you have Jonah, and you have the, you know, the, the lion's den. You have all this is one of the big ten. This is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Guys, remember that story growing up? Man, it's great. It's a great story. And I'm just gonna kind of touch on it a little bit, kind of tell you a little bit. Let me tell you something. Here's the here's what's happened. So the nation of Israel has been taken over by the by the Babylonian captivity. And what the Babylonians would do is they would go in and they would take the youngest, the brightest, the smartest, the cleanest, the, the best good-looking, the most good-looking individuals. They would kill everybody else. I would be dead. It would be I would be gone. I would be taken out. He's not no, Count him out. Uh, anyway. <laughs> They take the brightest of the bright, the smartest of the smart, the good, the best looking, and, and they take them, and they would take them back to Babylon, the Babylon, sorry, to Babylon, and they would indoctrinate them. They would teach them science and math, and they would educate them, and they would teach them their religion, and they would basically try to stifle out all their history, everything they ever knew, all the religions background. They would take them all. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel is one of them. They're taken back to, to the Babylonian captivity and they're indoctrinated, okay? So they're kind of being raised in all this indoctrination, all this stuff going around. So here's what happens uh, in the story here as we kind of see it play out today. They tell basically these, these refugees, basically, that were abducted from their country, they tell them, You're worthless. You're never gonna amount to anything. You better follow what we tell you, or you will never become anything worthwhile. This is this kind of what they're saying. Some of you may feel that way today. Some of you may feel pretty worthless, pretty, pretty discouraged, feel like you don't bring a lot to the table. Uh, you're in the same boat as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, but here's what happens. Uh, Daniel chapter 3, verse 1, follow along with me. It says, King Nebuchadnezzar, what does he decide to do? Well, the king was an arrogant, arrogant king. He thought it was really good and really powerful. And so what do you want to do? It says he made an image of gold 60 cubits high, which is 90 feet tall. I'm gonna make it easy for you. 90 feet tall by, it says six cubits wide. That's nine foot wide. So 90 foot tall, 90. These ceilings are 10 foot. Imagine that nine times tall. Nine foot wide, huge. Uh, To set up on the plains of Dura in the province of Babylon, and the reason why he was going to do this is because he was going to say every time you keep reading verse six and uh, four and six, it says uh, the herald proclaimed. Listen, every time uh, we sound the music and every time we sound the alarm in verse four, uh, click the first four, please, guys. First four, thank you. Nations of people in every language, this is what you're supposed to do. Whenever the music sounds, what are they supposed to do? Everybody knows the story. Everybody's supposed to what? Bow down. They're supposed to worship this image and this idol made of gold. But he says, if you don't, verse 6, if you don't, you're going to be thrown into a blazing furnace and you will die. So culture right now in his time in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's time, Culture is saying, bow or die. Culture says in our world today, obey or get arrested, listen or you will suffer, or if you don't listen, you will die. That's what culture says to us today. Especially with the pandemic, especially with all the things that have come through the pandemic, uh, all the things that have come out, it is either obey or else. And the reason why we find it so hard to believe is because the people that sometimes say obey or else, there's a double standard on the other side. Are you all with me? It's not universal obedience, it's conditional obedience. It's, well, if you're of a certain color or a certain ethnicity, that's okay. But if you are not, if you, if you come plain Jane, then you must obey differently than everybody else. Now, I'm not getting political here, but I am going to step on some toes here, or I hope I don't step on toes, but you might. But I think most of you are going to agree with me. The law is the law universally, right? Doesn't care the color of my skin. My skin does not determine what's right or wrong. If I break the law, I must pay the penalty for the law, same goes for Jesus Christ. If I sin, I deserve death, right? The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Does not matter, does not matter in the eyes of God the color of my skin or my background or where I've come from. If I sin, I deserve death, but thank God he gave me the out, right? Right? So in our world today, there is this this ideology that is being pumped out that says we're under the influence of culture. And here's Christians, if we're not careful, we will become cowardice to that influence unless we know who we are in Christ, unless we know who we are in our own personal lives. Just because the color of my skin does not make me a racist, it does not make me a bigot, it does not make me uh, a white supremacist. It doesn't even make me a MAGA or a Democrat or a Republican. It does not make me anything. The color of my skin does not determine anything. It's the condition of my heart. It's what I know in my own life to be truth. That makes me who I am, right? Real quiet in here because I know I'm preaching good today. <laughs> this is good stuff. Because this is stuff, guys, I'm, as a pastor... And as a man, as a a husband, as a father, I see Babylon, the Babylonian captivity taking over America. And if we're not careful, we will find ourselves bowing before we ever know we're bowing. We'll surrender and submit and be influenced to culture and be worried about cancel culture. Listen, cancel culture never killed anybody. But guess what? the cancel culture in Jesus' day, they killed him because he stood for truth. He stood for righteousness, and they hated him. They canceled him. I don't care about cancel culture. Cancel me all you want. Cancel me for how I look. Cancel me for what I say. Cancel me for where I stand. But I know this. If I'm standing because I know that this is where God wants me to stand, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. I'll stand. I'm not going to be fearful to men. I'm not going to be fearful to to any human. I'm going to be fearful to political influences. I'm not going to be fearful to what people say about me, whatever they want to say. They can say whatever they want. I know that I know that I know who I am. And this is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew. Now, interesting about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you realize they were only teenagers, They probably weren't somewhere in the age between 15 and 20 years old, very young. Young men had their whole life in front of them. They had everything to gain and they also had everything to lose because he said, if you don't bow, you're going to die. The trumpets, the harps, the lyres, everything else going crazy, sounding off and all the nation bows down. Everyone bows down and standing tall, while everyone else bowed low, three stood tall. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why? What was inside of Shadrach, and, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? What fortified them to say, nope, not bowing down? I don't care what you do to me. I'm not going to bow. Well, here's key thought I want to give you today. A faith that is tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted. A faith that is tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted. A faith that is tested by what? By fire is a test that that can be what? A faith that can be what? Trusted. We can trust the faith when the fire is on. So when you get tested because a doctor's report comes in, And it's grim news. When you get that phone call and a loved one has passed away unexpectedly. Whenever you are going through financial troubles and you don't know how you're gonna see the end. When you're struggling in your relationships, a faith that is tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted every single time. So ask yourself the question can my faith be trusted? Or do I waffle with wherever culture is leading? Am I under the influence of God or am I under the influence of the culture? Because I'm here to tell you a compromised life will be a cultural life all the time. But a steady life founded in God will stand tall no matter where the world bows. So I have three thoughts I wanna give to you today before you take off. And we'll go through these real quick. First off is this, first thought I wanna give to you is how did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand tall when the rest of the world bowed? Number one, uh, they trusted God's command instead of man's commands. They listened to God rather than what man expected. They did not compromise. They did not color in the room or in the area of gray. They were black and white They understood for me to bow is sin, and it is greater for me to die than to worship this idol after a king. I will never, ever bow and worship or lift up a man over God. No matter how much they influence me, no matter how positive they are in my life, no matter how much they've done for me, no matter how much they spoke in my life, I have great men in my life that have done so much in my life and I esteem them, I love them, I've reverenced them, but they do not take the place of God. God is always on top. I will never bow to any president of the United States regardless of what political affiliation they have. And I will never be an... Uh, check my brain at the door person who just follows what men or women tell me to do. Because why? God gave me a brain and God gave me his spirit inside of me and he will lead me as I pray and I read his word. He will guide my steps. I will not do it. I will not become a puppet. I will be, if you want to call rebellion, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were rebellious to culture. And I look at them and I go, yeah, I mean, wow, the world bowed and they stood tall. So they get called in, story goes, they get ushered into the king's palace. And he says, basically, what are you doing? Why didn't you bow? And they said, hey, king, I love this. They respected him. They've reverenced him. They said, hey, king, um, we, we don't have to defend ourselves. To you, I love that. They're like, they're like basically, king, hey, you're, you're king, but you're not the authority in our life, and I don't have to even defend myself to anything that we've done. So they said, we're not gonna call a lifeline. We're not gonna pray about it. We're not gonna consult. We're not gonna get on Facebook and take a poll. Should I bow, should I not bow? What do you want me to do? You know, these people on Facebook. I wanted, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Who cares? Make a decision, you know? Come on. You just want somebody else to blame whenever it goes south. Right? Come on. That's sometimes what happens. I mean, it's just true. Maybe you did it. Sorry. (laughs) Sometimes in life, we just have to obey God. And regardless of what men or women say, we stand with the confidence of knowing we've obeyed God. They said, we're not going to defend ourselves to you, king, because we know who God is, and we know what God is going to do. Second thing is this. We're going to learn to believe truth versus facts. We're going to learn to believe truth instead of facts. Now, some of you are saying, well, wait a minute. Aren't facts truth? No, they're not. Because sometimes facts are skewed, but truth is absolute. It never moves, it never budges. Sometimes facts try to sway decisions and truth is pushed out the window. It says this, Daniel 3.17. It says, if we're thrown into the blazing fire and the God we serve is able to save us from it, he will, he will. They're stating there absolute truth. That's true. If God wants to, he will. But then they say, "But even if he doesn't, that's okay. We're still not going to bow to your stupid idol that's about you." They didn't say that. That's Pastor Kevin translation. That's not found in the Bible. Don't look for stupid idol anywhere. It's not there. It's me. Here's facts. Let me tell you. Fact is the king said bow down. Fact is they didn't do it. Fact is the king was angry. Fact is, the king built a big fire. The fact is, the fire was so, so hot. Everyone who was thrown in was consumed by the fire that was there. Fact, he was about to throw them in, but the truth that they believed is our God can deliver us. They looked at all the facts, but they knew deep down the truth. Listen, it's humanly impossible for a person to walk on water. That's fact. Truth, Jesus did it. Peter listened to him and followed him because why? Facts. It's impossible. But the truth, the absolute truth, it's only impossible if God's not in it. Facts. When you're dead, you're dead, worm meat, dust, gone, history, finished, finito, done. When you're done, you're done. That's the facts. But the truth is, Jesus raised many people back to life. And on the third day, he came back to life as well. That's the truth. So what are you listening to? Facts or truth? Are you listening to the facts that are being spewed out by the world and the culture, and you're coming under their influence because of facts? Are you listening to God and the truth that He has to say for each one of us? Here's some facts versus truth that maybe you need to hear today. Facts is you have more month than you do money. You know, there's more bills than there are finances. That's a fact. The truth is, if you honor God, put him first, he is your provider, and he will always take care of you. That's truth. The fact is, uh, when the doctor's calls and says there's no hope, that's facts, but the truth is, we have a great and mighty physician who does the impossible. Facts. Facts, uh, facts are this. Uh, you're facing impossible circumstances. You don't know how it's going to work. And so you trust God. And the truth is, God takes care of his children. Facts are, some of you today are pursuing things of the world, and you feel far from God. The truth is, God is right here, close by you. He loves you. He cares for you. He brought you here today. You think you made the decision to come? God brought you here to hear this message today to try to encourage you that you're under the influence of the world and he wants you to come and find influence with him. This is the facts. Facts are you may have three cats. Truth is God still loves you anyway. We obey God's commands instead of man's expectations. We listen to God's truth versus the facts. And here's the last one I wanna give to you just before you go. We believe God, we just don't believe in God. We believe God, we just don't believe in God. Do you realize 91% according to the last poll, 91% of Americans say they believe in God. Now think about that. Nine out of 10 people say they believe in God. And you know what I find out and I found out especially this week when tragedy hits? I find that to be true. Many people believe in God, but they don't believe God. They believe there's a higher power, but that doesn't mean it necessarily influences their life or impacts their life. Unless they're hit with something hard, then all of a sudden they come to believe in God. Because why? It's the hope they're holding on to. This is the challenge in the Christian world, because if we're not careful, guys, we too will believe in God, but not necessarily believe God. We'll have a casual Christian lifestyle without any true deep conviction about what God really wants to say or where he's taken us in our life. What is the difference between believing in God and believing God? It's the difference of life and death. If Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego only believed in God, they would have immediately cowered down and said, okay, wait, wait, we'll bow now, king. Now that we're here in your presence, we'll bow now because we don't want to die. But they didn't just believe in him, they believed him. And they believed that whether they were saved from the fire or consumed by the fire, they were not going to bow because the bowing was the wrong place to live. And this is the difference between believing in God and believing God. Here's what it says in verse 18. Even if God does not do what we know he can do, we want you to know, king, we still would never bow because we believe God. And God says, no other gods before me. God says, do not worship any idols, anything at all, so we will not bow to what you had to say. The story goes on and it talks about how the king is there and he's he's looking around it says he jumps up towards the end of the chapter he jumps up and he looks and he says wait didn't we not throw three tied up hebrew children in the fire and all the officials like yes he said then why is it i see four in the fire and they're walking around i mean isn't that a funny just I mean I, I just see those guys and they're going, hey, look at us, king. Woo! We're free. They're like doing the disco in there, man. They got the fire going, like, come on. Because that's why. They they knew. And they immediately he pulls them out. He said, I love this part. I love this part. Uh, I don't know where it says that, but it says, says they their their hair wasn't burnt. The robes didn't have any smoke or any kind of soot on them. And it said they didn't even smell like fire. Now, that's a huge one. Michelle wishes that was part of her life. She will not do bonfires because it gets in her hair and she can't stand the smell, you know, right? Yeah. So she would love that. But they didn't even smell like fire. Why? Because they chose to live under the influence of God rather than the influence of culture. They chose when others bowed low, they stood tall. So a faith that is tested by fire is a faith to be trusted. Some of you in this room, can I just speak to you just for for a minute? Some of you in this room have been praying for something for a really long time and it's not happening. It's not coming through. I'm gonna tell you, hold on. A faith tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted when the fire is consuming around you. Some of you in this room, you're praying for a loved one to come to know who Christ is. Some of you in this room, you have a child that has been hooked on drugs or alcohol and they drifted so far away, I'm here to tell you, don't give up. Don't give up. God is for you and just keep holding on and keep believing. Keep believing for God to do a miracle and even if the miracle don't come, don't let your faith be rocked because it didn't happen the way you thought it should but instead, allow God's presence, allow God's presence to bring healing and peace into your life. Just don't believe in God believe God because a faith that is tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted uh, in closing today I want to have it do an illustration for you uh, that is one of the illustrations that I have often used because I think it's just a powerful, it's kind of a nerdy one um, but that's okay I don't really care what you think, I'm up here and you're not uh, one of my favorite shows that I watch is forged in fire. right? I love forged and fire. I, 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 I want to be a, I want to be a sword maker. I want to make swords just because it looks fun. I'd probably burn myself and cut fingers off and like that, but it'd be a blast. But I, I use this as an illustration this sword here at, for forge and fire, because what they do is they take a hunk of metal that looks nothing like this, and through a course of time, through heating, and beating, and heating some more, and beating and shaping, and heating and beating and shaping. And sometimes they have to do cut off, and they have to get rid of different excess metal. Other times they have to actually put new metal in to kind of extend it out. But through the process, they get it to it whenever they get it shaped just the way they are. Like this would be a shape. They heat this up to red hot, and then they have only a certain window of temperature to pull it out. And to place an oil where it seals the molecules together. Really nerdy going out on you. Seals the molecules together to make it hardened. And that process is so particular, is so precise, that if they miss the window, they have to reheat treat it over again until they get it to a hard place. So I say this to you today, some of you in this room, God's been heating you up, has to take some things out, have to shape, have to form, have to heat up some more, have to shape and form until he gets it to the perfect place to be treated so that then you become hardened to handle the challenges of life. Bow your heads to me today. Father, help us today to be people. That God surrender to the process of being under your influence. God, there are some in this place today that struggle, God, with trying to figure out where they're going and what they're doing. God, there's some in this place. Culture has so many words and so much power of influence over them. God, all of us in this place can honestly say we're not 100% like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In fact, many of us would say in this place, if the trumpets would sound and the idol was in front of us, we would bow down to our jobs or our workplaces or to our, our influences around us. We wouldn't even stand because we're so acclimated to just keep like the world, be like the world. But God, just as that illustration of forging with fire, God, continue to work on us. Continue to heat up, allow us to have situations come in our lives that test our faith, that test our faith. And then God, kind of take a little bit more out of us, put us through the hard paces of life until you shape us and form us into the perfect Perfect tool that God we are to be in this world. Head bowed, eyes closed today. You're under the influence of the world, the culture rather than God. And you can honestly say today, I need God's help to help me. We're going to pray with you in just a moment. Others of you in this place, you're here and you say, I just feel so confused about my faith. I don't really know who I am. I want you to know You're at the place right here right now that God loves you, God cares for you, and most importantly, God is here to rescue right where you're at. about that. I just think about, I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I think about that as they're standing before this king, as they're standing before their lives hanging in the balance, he has the authority to take their life right then and there. I can just imagine them doing this. Breathe, deep breath in, and them say, God, king, we do not have to give you any reason why we won't bow. We're just not going to bow. And some of you right now in your life, I don't know what you're facing, but sometimes right now you're like, you just need to take a deep breath and just breathe and say, I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but I believe and I'm going to rest. They had to rest all their chips, all their life in God's hand that he was going to take them through. And some of you right now, that's what you got to do. Just lift your hands all across this place and just breathe and just say, okay, God, here I am. Trust you. I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to take this stand. I'm going to do this because I know it's the right thing to do. And I'm going to breathe and trust in you and listen to these words as they talk about moral rest. be tested is a faith that can be trusted. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego this week, go let your faith be tested because it can be trusted. No matter what comes your way, stand tall while others bow low because that is a faith we can trust. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here. We'll see you Wednesday night.
0: You have been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com.